Welcome in to this week's episode of When Drop Wednesday, proudly hosted by When Drop IO with hosts Don't Feed and The Mayor. Listen in as the crew talks about the week in review, as well as things they're looking forward to in the NFT space this week. Now sit back and enjoy. This is When Drop Wednesday. It's a little bit different time than we've been doing it, but it's because, you know, usually the evening times in the States is a little bit easier for more people to potentially jump, jump in and join. So this is a new time slot for us, but the same great conversation. We got Don't Feed in the Mirror co-hosting or really hosting tonight, and I'm just here as a co-pilot. The space is recorded, um, so it will be played back for you. It'll be in a podcast format as well. And so with that, I'm going to turn it over to the guys. We're going to talk just NFTs, what the week has looked like, anything that's on their mind, as well as what is utility in our minds and uh, roadmaps. I kind of did like the tigers and lions and bears oh my or whatever you know wizard of oz theme and so that's what it was like nfts utility roadmaps oh my because i think sometimes um those buzzwords are kind of thrown around a lot so go ahead guys if you want to introduce yourself you can otherwise go ahead and open up the conversation if you want to jump on on stage anyone in the in the audience feel free to do so welcome to one drop wednesday yeah welcome to one drop wednesdays i'm the mayor uh I am the community manager for Basefish Mafia NFT and the host of the NFT and Chill podcast. I want to pass it over to uh, Don't Feed. Don't Feed the Wolf. No stranger to uh, the graveyard shift, although this is when dropped today. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess to start it off, um, utility, it's, 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 it's interesting. Um, there's, uh, you know... <laughs> it's like where do we start with this um i feel like a lot of people throw this this word out you know it's a buzzword and um especially too when they're unsatisfied with uh the floor price or things like that and they're in a project maybe it didn't meet up to their expectations and they say when when utility when marketing you know those are those are the two um that people like to uh go to right away um as everybody's an expert on this space and i've I've been in projects that um, have great utility and uh, I feel like some people don't understand or even use it, um, especially if you are in several discords and you're not keeping up with what's going on. Cause you know, sometimes some of that utility requires uh, paying attention in their discord because they're giving you um, like, you know, alpha to <clears throat> other projects which you know for instance sneaky vampires gave out you know access to azuki um and i i miss that you know but i think they only had five and there's thousands of us in there um but uh you know and that's that's another that's actually um there's there's a bunch of ways i'm, I'm not going to just go on the rant here we'll, we'll open this up for conversation but that's something to get into too is how do we feel about that because betty recently uh, from dead fellows is actually came out with a statement and said that she's no longer going to be providing that kind of utility like that's no longer the focus you know um of course i think obviously with established projects that have been around in this space for a while that they know you know, if the, if they're doing something new, um, sh- they'll provide some allow list and whatnot if they want to collab. But no more new collabs, no more making that a you know they're kind of breaking away from that meta and that trend. Which, um, yeah. So I don't know thoughts on that, Mayor. Yeah. Um, as far as the collab thing, I, I definitely understand it. I think when you do a collaboration with a project, you kind of take on the responsibility of almost co-signing for that project so i I notice 
there a lot of people of being or a lot of projects are being more um you know meticulous in who they collaborate with especially you know i think there's definitely a disconnect because new projects that are coming into the space are you know constantly in need of collaboration or looking for collaboration um i know you know at base fish mafia we get you know probably close to 50 to 100 requests a week um and you definitely have to you know pick and choose and do your research um you know with the projects what they have going on what their utility is you know who the team is um if the team has been what their past projects have been what they've done in the space uh because you know you're essentially going into your community and saying you know we believe in this project so we're going to do a collaboration and if there's whitelist spots or, or whatever um i think that projects need to take a closer look at you know collaborations in the future um i think you know for new projects because it is difficult uh to sell out um and you know really get started in the space right now that new projects you know when they come to me for advice or you know on my one of my spaces or on my show uh, I often say, you know, new projects should collaborate with other new projects and kind of, you know, share their resources, you know, um, intermingle their communities because, you know, it's difficult for an established project to take on a new project and do a collaboration. Yeah, I want to jump in there really quick, too, because I just I think it's such a it's, it's such a risk now, too, if you're an established project and you're trying to give away whitelist spots or presale spots or I mean, allow list, whatever they call it. Um if that project is a rug, if that project does anything that's not above board, no matter what you say, it still is reflected on your project. And so I, I think, um, in my opinion, this is my opinion, that shouldn't be utility that like drives the force behind any project. Like that's a cool perk. And that's been nice for some people to be able to get on a lot of lists. But like, if that's, uh, if that's like, again, I put utility on quotes for a reason because it's just like overused in my opinion. So like if that's the utility, quote unquote utility, I mean, if we're just being honest, that's pretty bogus. Uh, we want actual re- utility. What can we do to better the space? You know, I don't think an allow list does it. Yeah, um, that was my, my sentiment as well. I mean, utility is thrown around a lot. And a lot of, sometimes a lot of the people who throw it around, you know, it's you have to kind of be involved in the project be an active community member whether in the discord or on twitter to even use most projects utility i mean if you're not you know keeping up with their announcements and their posts and what they have going on you're going to miss a lot of the utility that a project has um and you know as far as utility you know you hear it all the time with like games and staking and you know so many so much of it is really like a buzzword in the space and like a kind of marketing for these projects that come out like we're going to offer staking but are people you know doing their research and are they asking the right questions you know where where is the liquidity pool coming from like what is backing the coins that projects are coming out with um i think you know these questions definitely need to be asked in this space because if you know oh this project has staking and it, it also has a game well you know both of those things are extremely difficult to do and to pull off and you know projects sometimes can be like you know it's you know i don't have to have they don't have timelines for this stuff so it's like the game is still being created and that can go on for months and you know i just 
think that utility definitely needs to be defined and people need to be asking you know the questions and they shouldn't be getting banned from discords for asking these questions either i think um you know transparency and a plan and you know the plan for the future should be allowed to be asked personally anyone can make a pretty roadmap if we're being honest you can jump on canva the free version and throw together a really cool ass graphic like i could do that and i'm not an artist at all i can go ahead and throw together a really cool you know roadmap that's got tons of quote-unquote utility and all these things we're going to do but like you said if there's no timelines in place if there's nothing that i can actually show you that we've done then to be honest that roadmap is i mean it's worthless it doesn't do anything for me it's showing us you know showing us as buyers what could happen but like if we're being honest there's no guarantee like who's holding them to that right like who's really actually holding them to that if you're going to sell out their project and then they're saying they're going to deliver on these roadmap items that can be a sticky scenario and it might be a, you know you're waiting for for a freaking year for something that you you bought and like holding anything in the NFT space as we know the NFT space moves at the speed of light can you imagine holding something for a year where nothing was delivered at all you better really, really love the community and you better really, really love the art and believe in those founders. Because if not, like that's like seven lifetimes. One year in the NFT space is definitely seven lifetimes. Yeah, for sure. Go go to Dome Feed. Yeah, I was just going to say too, there's, there's also like, you know, I think a lot of people like to compare and look at what one person did and it worked for them. And, you know, maybe it worked another, like a good example obviously is, was the airdrops, right? Like, you know, for board apes that, that airdrop, I mean, these, these things were at a high price, people were priced out and this airdrop came and it, in itself, like had value, right? Because it allowed access into a community that um, was very exclusive and was now priced out for most people. Um, same thing with the Azuki airdrop, right? Like that was, it was at a price, but like if your project is, you know, <laughs> uh, at a price that anybody could buy into that project and you're doing an airdrop, like you're not really, I mean, it's if you're giving somebody just an extra piece of art or something in itself and people want that, that's cool. But like, don't fool yourself into thinking that providing an airdrop in that situation is going to just instantly add value to your project. Like, you know, oh, hey, what's up, Garth? Garth. Garth, you there? Yeah, of course. I'm getting fucking rugged. Um, <clears throat> what's up, guys? Long time to talk. What's, what's good, up? Good. What's up? Yeah, been a minute. Um, I wanted to kind of speak to something that you were saying felt like the you know one year no roadmap thing i think equally we can't expect shit to happen like the next day either you know like i think a lot of people jump into a fucking project and you know almost immediately they're like okay where's where's the utility like let's let's fucking go um i need it now like can i stake this thing you know can i do this can i do that it's like oh bro chill we just started um so i think some people have the expectations that things should happen like really quickly too and you know if a community does things right you know roadmaps and utility and all that stuff can be pretty agile as long as you're transparent and open and you can build on it you can change it you can do other things it you know doesn't necessarily have to be you know a stick in the mud for everybody but i think too like we have to really kind of listen to our communities and understand like well what is it do they want you know do they want staking do they want a video game do they want a comic book like i'm in, in projects right now that i could give two shits about their comic book you know but i want other utility out of it so it's like one of those things that like I think we just all have to learn, like, understand, like, what communities really want and stop copying each other, too. Dude, I yeah. just want to jump in really quick, Mayor, and then you can take it away because I got to deliver this hamburger to my wife. Uh, otherwise, I'll have the wrath. Um, but, Garth, what you said, the, the key there is transparency. I agree completely. 
I think there's way too much expectation now because some projects that have been around for a while have done some quote unquote utility of, you know, have completed roadmaps and you're right. People come in and they're brand new to NFTs or maybe they've been in for a month or maybe they've been in for a year and they're instantly a week in saying, Oh my gosh, what are we doing? Are we going to vote on this? Are we going to burn what's, you know, if the floor is too low, should we burn a hundred of them, a thousand of them? Uh, what's the utility? And I agree completely. If you're transparent, I think that's key. And I guess that's kind of what goes back to the point on roadmaps. I feel like we shouldn't focus so much on them as, as consumers. I understand as um, project leads, you have to try to have something on there because unfortunately, if it's just amazing art and an amazing team, that that kind of hints at things and maybe doesn't say something um, concrete, people are turned off. But I wish it wasn't that way. I wish you could be not secretive, but more like open-ended so that, like you're saying, Garth, you can get a pulse of the community. You can get a pulse of what they would like to see. You can have discussions and actual community feedback, and then you can make a decision and move forward. But like as a project, it's like, oh God, it's like impossible because people expect like, please have seven stopping points on your roadmap, which we also need you to complete within six months or less. If you do not, you are a rug and you are not worth it. Like that's the sad reality right now is is people's expectations. And, and, and like we've all kind of said, everyone thinks they're an expert. And that's really sad too, because, you know, if you're buying into a project um, and I know there's flippers and, and there, we need those type of people as well. But if you're really buying into a project you believe in, you should believe in those those people that created the project. That doesn't mean you can't get feedback. That doesn't mean you can't be constructive. But you should believe in their vision and their path forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I also think like, you know, with roadmaps, underselling and over delivering is is puts the team and the project in a much better position um, for, you know, for one, just from, from my personal thing, I, you know, I, it's very, I don't know if I've ever really looked <laughs> at a roadmap, but um, you know, it's to each its own, but I've found that, you know, a lot, a lot of people in the space, what they really want is, you know, they enjoy the communities of these projects and, you know, everybody loves airdrops, of course. But when it comes to a lot of the utility, um, it seems, you know, everybody is in so many projects and have so much stuff going on in their in, you know, with their jobs and and, you know, in in their lives that it's difficult to keep up with, you know, every single project. So when it comes to utility, really, they just want their assets that they bought into to go up in value. Um, And, you know, throwing utility out there helps that because a project's floor and the value of the project goes up when there's news. Um, and that news could be, you know, completing roadmaps or launching, you know, a utility or some kind of perk that comes with the project. But, you know, it, the, I think the, the community members as a whole, they really just want the value of their project to go up. So uh, I think you nailed it. Right there, too, Mayor. I mean, you said a key word to me is like perk, right? Like, is there a division or a clear delineation between what a perk or a benefit is versus a utility, right? Like, is that clearly defined in the project? Like, you know, because utility to me, like, is something that I can physically use to access, to do, to get, to win, to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, could that also be construed as a perk or a benefit like alpha? you know, being part of a a discord would be a benefit of, you know, being a holder, right? Because I'm surrounded by other brilliant minds that, you know, share the latest and greatest. Like, to me, that's a benefit. It's a community benefit. You know, utility isn't really community unless it's like giving you access to something that you can leverage and use 
I hope I'm making sense, but um, I, I oftentimes think of that and just wonder sometimes, are we drifting off too far into this like utilitarian concept that isn't actually achievable? But if we just renamed it and called it a perk or a benefit, it would make a hell of a lot more sense and people's expectations would be tempered rather than, you know, misguided. 100%. I mean, that's how I feel too. I mean, you know, when I'm in a community and, you know, some of the people in it, you know, could be some influential people in the space that have opened doors for, you know, you as a creative or just a person doing something, you know, cool in the space. And you've gotten some doors open that way from influential people in a projects community or even in, in, in your, you know, actual life. There could be some people that open doors in your career or business or have, you know, stuff going on outside of Web3 or the NFT space. You know, the, you know, the people in the community, community is a big perk for me and in the utility um, that, you know, you can get alpha, like you said. Uh, I've made some very good uh, moves in crypto just from speaking with people in com- communities um, some, that have, you know, sent me in the right direction with some of my investments outside of NFTs. So I think the community is definitely uh, a big perk that you have in the space for sure. I'm going to do a really quick reset, Garth, and then you can jump in. This is Wendrop Wednesday, hosted by Don't Feed and the Mayor. And this is Phil on the Wendrop account. We're talking utility or quote-unquote utility roadmaps, expectations with projects. And and uh, if you've got something to say, you got a question, you've got a thought, comment, you can always jump up on stage. The space is recorded. If you haven't yet, hit it with a retweet. And uh, really quickly, too, I think what you said there, Mayor, too, it has a ton of merit that – no one really wants to talk about is at the end of the day, most people, majority, the only utility they want is price go up. If we're just being completely honest and transparent, um, they don't really care what what or how. But uh, if price goes up, then, then that's great utility or quote unquote utility. And uh, one other thing with, um, you know, we talk a little bit about missing out on, again, quote unquote utility or roadmaps or you know, maybe it's a, a pre-sale spot or maybe it's an airdrop coming or something and, and feeling like there's so much of that going on that you can't keep track of it all. Well, um, I can tell you that that's something we've and we are continuing to look into with Windrop platform so that we would have like a daily and a weekly, um, basically like a piece of information, an infographic that would that would kind of show, you know, what's ahead this week on airdrops. Um, pre-sale lists, things that you need to check your, uh, uh, you need to, you know, sign up with your project to ensure that you, you get that mint, et cetera. Um, because I know that I've missed things. I've missed opportunities simply because there's a million things going on. Yeah. It's funny. I've, uh, I've, I've won the wow list for, through other projects and even signed up through pre-mint or signed up for them and did everything I needed to do. And then I just, I miss when the date was because of like, you know, to mint, like, uh, cause I didn't, uh, you know, I just, I can't keep up with all the discords and all the, you know, stuff. And yeah, it's just, it's, there's a lot to, it's, there's just so much going on. Um, so. Yeah. That, I mean, that's why I go back to like when you're buying into projects that you're, you know, you're essentially, building assets within that project let's say you have one maybe three maybe five maybe even ten of that project so like your number one goal is for those assets to increase in value so you can maybe someday down the line um you know get a return on that investment so i think that's 
usually everyone's number one goal in a project. You know, just to give an example, um, I was, you know, we had, you know, people were asking for merch in a project. uh, And, you know, we had this giveaway where all you had to do was sign up and you got the merch. And it we ha- and it was just a, like a low number of people signed up, but they had been asking for, you know, merch and utility and all this stuff. And, you know, it, so that, that it kind of dawned on me. It's like, you know, everybody has all this stuff going on and really, you know, they just want the, their assets to increase in value is, is the number one thing. Yeah, that was something I was going to dive into when I started talking about um, the sneaky vampires and I went off on the rant and got into the the whole, you know, allow this thing. The other stuff is they have staking and I, I'm in a couple projects that have staking and then that provides actual utility and uh, gives you access to things. Uh, there's people I know that didn't even, you know, like, because you, you need to start, you know, staking right away or, you know, not, or not right away, but you should be to, to start accumulating those rewards to then use those to get access to free things whether it's you know a pixel version of your character you can use in world wide web like sneaky has and um or a significant discount uh for their gen 2 um and then same thing with uh gen z is another one like and there's people that i know that you know they didn't know that that you could even do these things right with their with it because it's just i don't know and it's it's not for lack of um those projects providing that trying to provide that information but it's it's just that there's so much going on right and people are involved in so many things that uh, i don't know it's it's like it's really hard to keep up with with everything um yeah and you know what attention spans are are short as well um you know you see some there's so much stuff on twitter there's so many posts there's so much everything going on that the attention spans in as a whole are short so you know it's that i guess that that was just my point (laughs) But Brian came up. Brian, did you have something you wanted to add to the uh, the conversation or a question? I did, but I I don't know if I can't figure out like my sound or something. You're you coming in me? loud and clear. Oh, okay. All right. Well, cool. Um, yeah. So, I was, well, what I was thinking was that um, it seems like one of the like you're talking about perks and the word that was coming up in my mind as you were talking about that, which I I kind of see that as kind of as a utility, um, but maybe not. It just reminds me of like the term access. It's like it gives you access to certain things, which NFTs do that certainly with their, I mean, hold it in your wallet and we can verify definitely that you should be the one that has this access. Um, But um, I mean, honestly, earlier when you were talking about how if if all these NFT projects are doing is giving us access to the next project, then we're kind of like going to run out of road eventually and hype, especially I'm going to run out of hype because it's just not sustainable um, for for that to be long term. Um, my mind always goes back to like, what are the new things that can be you know given as utility that has not maybe not been offered before like what are people adding to the existing uses of either nfts or other technology or even just like life in general um because that i mean that buzzword is definitely a buzzword my twitter handle is even has it in there so i i even see 
this more so as like not just like access to the project itself, but how does the project give you better access to the things that you want to do, whether individually or as a community? So how can we start to use the the capabilities of smart contracts and NFTs to add into and even enhance the way that we live our lives. And that could be like literally anything. Um, like just for example, one um, project that I know of is like an art community. And they, early on, it's just been access to the community, but eventually it'll be sort of like a decentralized creative process where holding the NFTs that are minted eventually, which it, it hasn't even launched yet. Um, it's just been purely Discord built and you can jump in the Discord and participate in all kinds of things. It's it's mostly been artists in the early days or people who are interested in creating digital art, but eventually it'll be this sort of, or at least this is my take on it, there'll be this sort of like decentralized creative community that uses like the utility that NFTs can offer to facilitate the creative process th through multiple people. Uh, and the one that I'm talking about, I mean, I have nothing to do with the project other than just being in the Discord. It's Chippy's World. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Zane, who's creating Chippy's World. But, um, I mean, it's going to be, he's going to write, like, books. I think that's one of the main plans was he created the character to write a book. And it seems to be morphing into really leveraging the creativity of the community to tell the story of Chippy, the character that he created. Uh, and there's other characters, obviously. So, I mean, that's one example, but he's built the foundation of it even before launching. So people that are involved in that have already fallen in love with it and are craving what's coming next, you know? So it's offered a lot uh, with low promise. I think somebody said that earlier to like under promise and over deliver. Like if, if you can find ways to do that effectively to, you know, gather people who have common interests, whether they knew they did before or figure it out later, then that that's what we really need to be doing is, is kind of overlaying, our daily lives on or our interests maybe more so on top of what the technology can offer which is just two people or multiple more than two people exchanging value not necessarily currency value like it started with bitcoin but any value because we find value in all kinds of things you know collectability personal interest uh things that we want to do, um, places we want to go, even social causes, all kinds of stuff. So to definitely. me, it's like, it's all about that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. And there was a lot to unpack from what you were talking about. Uh, one thing was uh, lore building, which there's a couple of projects that have been doing that. And I'm yes a fan of that, like uh, Lumps for one. Um, and the other part is you made me think of an interesting to topic we can open up to everybody to discuss, which is what utilities have we seen that we do like and we do think are working? Um, for instance, one project I'm part of is Board Breakfast, and uh, it's a coffee subscription. Um, and it's the first one that uh, I know of and maybe the only one 
Um, and it's so far, you know, I, we just got our second, uh, our second, our second batch of coffee and this will continue indefinitely as long as there it's, it's being funded. So, uh, you know, I, I'm excited for that. And I'm bullish on that. We've talked about a couple subscription ones before. I think that's a pretty good one. What about you, Mayor or Garth or Phil, any, any utilities you have seen that you do think work or you really like? Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy the, you know, in real life events that projects put on, um, you know, like at base fish mafia, we've done three, um, you know, every couple months we do some kind of events somewhere and we're hoping to get overseas, um, you know, hopefully this year. So, you know, those, those are very cool. You know, having the NFT in your wallet, you'd be able to meet people from the, you know, NFT web three space, people you've been, uh, you know, building a relationship with in the discord or, or whatever, getting to meet them in real life, you know, making contacts. I think that's very cool. And just, um, you know, the stuff that the project can offer, like, um, you know, we did a catamaran cruise in Miami in November for Decentralcon. So everybody who had a base fish mafia NFT got to come on the catamaran cruise. It was a full bar, all kinds of stuff like that around the Miami Harbor. So, um, you know, stuff like that, I think, is is very cool utility because, I, you know, I'm big on real life. So, like, being able to meet, you know, hopefully I get to meet, you know, the people that I'm, you know, friends with in the space. Uh, I get to meet them in real life. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, dude, I agree. I just went to NFTLA and before that did another IRL event um, <clears throat> in St. Louis. And uh, both of them, like, I mean, I did a bunch of them in L.A., but it was awesome to get out there and kick it with some people. I see you in the crowd, Mr. Stone P. Um, thank you for such a, a fun time, my friend. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's just so much like enjoyment that came out of that and shit. The people that I also met, it was like, why haven't we been doing this in a while? And something I often think about and think about deeply too, is like, yo, like what if we just like got rid of discord and Twitter for a little bit. And like, now that, you know, things are a bit easier for us to move around and travel and meet up, like we need to be doing it more. Um, cause I just felt like I had some of the most insightful conversations and, and honest conversations and we do a damn good job in these spaces and elsewhere, but I don't know. There's just something about, you know, being IRL and I'm, I'm bullish on that for sure. Yeah. Like big time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be in NYC. I'm hoping to meet so many people I know who are going. I can't wait for that. You know, we just, we'll get... see there, my brother, we will meet. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. I mean, I, because we just got back from um, Las Vegas where over 60 of our holders from Base Fresh Mafia went and it was incredible. I mean, just, you know, because we're all very like-minded people. You know, we believe in decentralization, cryptocurrency, and it it was, you know, I had an absolute blast, great conversations. And I think, you know, IRL is huge for the space, for sure. I think also uh, finding that blend of in real life and also you know, metaverse events. And I would include spaces in that metaverse event. I think it's like first iteration, if you will, because though we can't see each other in VR yet, we're still able to communicate across time zones, countries, etc., and have real conversation. And so I, I, I agree completely The in real event when I was in New York last, uh, I guess I was October, November. That was amazing. It was awesome to have, you know, coffee with people, have drink, go out to eat and just have real conversation and definitely looking forward to that in June. Um, and I think finding that perfect blend, um, I know like for me just personally, discord is hard to, to 
spend a ton of time there. It's not that I hate it or think it's useless, but it's just like so time consuming or can be if you allow it to be, because, you know, you could be in so many different projects and groups that you want to talk to and say, Hey, and this, that, and the other. And, and I think those real conversations, um, you know, again, across the table from somebody and having experiences with these, with these project, with these communities that you've kind of get, gotten to know, I think that's the best. I think that's one of the, in my opinion, one of the best utilities for sure. Phil, I got a quick question for you. I've kind of been wondering, like, how much, how much do you think, like you're mentioning, like most people, like myself included, are just in tons and tons of discords and try to be super involved, but it's, you know, basically impossible to keep up with everything. How much do you think, like, the reason for that is because people just feel so obligated that they have to do that. They have to grind in the discord or else you're just at, 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 you know, risk of being left behind or, at, you know, sometimes even just ostracized as like a non-believer. You must not care or you don't believe in the project. I wonder what you think about that concept. Yeah, I think it all, in my opinion, it boils down to FOMO. And uh, to be honest, there have been times where you could miss out if you weren't in Discord, but it really is just FOMO. Um, I remember, gosh, the first time I was ever in Discord was uh, early January 2021. I was never in Discord before NFTs, and it started for me uh, through Top Shot. And so I uh, joined a, a Discord called the Deposit Kingdom uh, that's run by Pete Overzet, an awesome DFS player, etc. And for a while, that was the only one I was in. And I was having awesome conversation, and that was great. And now I look, and I'm like... I mean, I know people have more than I, but I don't know. I have like 50 or 60 and like some of those, I just, I'm never in there. And so I think it is, um, I know even like me personally, not necessarily just discord, but just the space in general, I have FOMO all the time because I have a, a regular daily job that's not in web three. So I feel that like every day of the week when I go to school to go teach, which I love to teach, but when I go to school, when I go to coach after school. I always think I'm going to miss something. I'm going to miss the next headline. I'm going to miss this, that, or the other. And it, it all, again, it boils down to FOMO. Yeah, same. I mean, I've told you I'm, I'm a teacher as well. I coach football. I've got three children. I mean, full life. And then to think that I could ever compete with some of the people in the space that don't have all of that, whether it's, you know, they don't have a family or they don't, you know, I mean, especially if they don't have a family and they're, you know, willing to, I don't know, either they make enough to support themselves or they're just like, they, they just live on the cheap or I, I don't know what people do, but I cannot understand how there's people that can just stay in discord for 12, 14 hours a day because it's insane and it, it's draining. It's super draining. Um, yeah. So that's wild. No, it is. And and what I'll say is I, I don't I it hits me more when I see the people that are in spaces all the time because I just like for me I love Twitter spaces. I feel like I learn a ton. Even when I'm not talking, I like I'm just like listening. And those are the people where I'm like, How in the hell are you able to be on a Twitter space when I wake up in the morning? You're on a Twitter space when I look during my thirty minute lunch break at work and you're in a Twitter space again when I like go to eat dinner. Oh, and when I'm going to sleep you're in another Twitter space. I don't that's that's where I'm like, what the heck? Like these people, obviously, um, a lot of them are not tied down with as many obligations. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter, and that's no hate to them or anything. It's just I think there are a lot of 
you know, younger people that potentially don't have multiple kids. I have got two kids myself. Maybe they don't, you know, have that day to day job yet, or maybe they're working in Web3. And so they, they're able to, to, to be in the space more. That's possible, too. Um, but I think it all comes down to they just they really don't have as many obligations right now. And that's no hate. It's just like I get uh, I definitely feel that I feel like I'm getting left behind. And so I feel like um, when I can swim, I try to paddle really hard, I guess, is my point. Yeah, I've, I've kind of come to the, the grips and like and just started like not even caring if I miss out. I mean, there's going to be some that I miss out on and there's going to be some that I don't. There's going to be some that I eat total shit on and like some that I succeed on. Right. And it's like at the end of the day, if I'm having fun and I feel like what I'm doing with my time is valuable and it's a good a fun hobby or a job, which it is. Um, you know, I think you just got to ask yourself, like, is it worth, is it worth putting yourself through that much, um, trial and error to, you know, find that one gold nugget? I mean, a lot of you guys got lucky with apes and I feel just as lucky with a lot of projects that are much smaller than that. Right. Like, um, just because of, of, you know, what I was able to get into at the time. But, um, I think too, like we, we see other people's successes too. And we're like, oh shit, like we're not, we don't have like nine blue chips and like, you know, $15 billion in Bitcoin. So we feel like we're, we're like not doing it right or something. We are doing it right. We're here tonight talking about it. We are doing this right. Um, I just think, you know, it's just a big space and a little space all at the same time. And you just got to kind of roll with it and don't, don't, don't feel like you're going to miss out. Just have fun. I think comparison, yeah. comparison can be deadly. Sorry, Mayor, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's, you know, it's really about enjoying the journey. Um, you know, we're, this space is still in, in its infancy and, you know, the amount of applications that can be done with Web3 and NFTs is, you know, infinite. It's as far as the mind can develop them. So um, just enjoying the journey and realizing that there's there's definitely going to be more opportunities and there's always going to be another opportunity um, is kind of where my mindset's at. I was going to say, and then I'll we'll get to Greeks so we can hear a fresh new voice, but um yeah greed is a funny thing in this space like what i really love um i follow zeneca and he's pretty open and honest about his like about these emotions as they come to him like he i think i don't i think he bought you know five azukis or he was holding that many or, or some ridiculous number before the pump right and then after that pump happened uh, last week he was the thought came into his head like man you should have bought like five more you know and on that like ridiculous of a scale it just shows that no matter where you are like <clears throat> th- those emotions and those thoughts are still going to always come to you you know of, of that that feeling of you could have always had more even if you don't need it right um so just something to keep in mind you know when we're talking about comparing yourself to others and um and and, and those those kind of emotions you know that feeling of greed and things like that it, it never goes away even if you're in a successful position like those feelings always come and those emotions and those thoughts what's up greeks yo yo what's going on guys i appreciate you letting me come up here and chat uh by the way this is uh crypto bully on the on the greeks account um but man you guys are making a lot of good points <laughs> like you, you just keep hitting the nail on the head on all topics whether you're talking utility roadmaps i mean all of that stuff right it's just like it feels like the nfc market moves literally 500 miles a minute and it's like literally impossible to keep up with everything and it goes back to what phil was saying like I don't understand, and I've, you know, same thing many a times. Like, how do I go to sleep, wake up, and throughout the day, and you're still on space, 
spaces talking like i don't it doesn't make sense to me like do you not do anything else like and it, and it's crazy because i know people personally that have full-time jobs and have families and are in like 50 plus 100 plus discords and i'm just like yo there has to be some type of balance there's no way that's long-term sustainable it's not it can't be healthy like something's gonna suffer because you know there's only 24 hours in a day and there's nothing that any of us could do about that to change it so i look forward to the evolution in the nft space where hopefully things really start to slow down and expectations decrease in terms of time because it's almost like it's nfts take instant gratification to a whole nother level that to me just doesn't make sense um and like you said right there's a lot of projects that are awesome and it's like you want to have the time to be able to make sure you don't miss a you know a mint and make sure you don't miss a special event but it's like again right especially if you're out here with family with kids um working a job again you only have 24 hours in a day so i look forward to seeing how the space changes to make that a reality because it is a reality for you know for a lot of people um just so that you know things i feel like become more sustainable and, and more um realistic because right now it's just it's nuts literally insane it's like you can't keep up it doesn't matter even if <laughs> even if all you did was nfts all day the crazy part is is that you still wouldn't be able to keep up because there's just too much happening so yeah I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that slow down and i'm looking forward to a lot of things changing the buzzwords you know when it comes to utility and just sustainability because i feel like right if this gets to a point to where things calm down there's not a hundred projects being released today right there's gonna have to be a shift in one the expectation of the buyer as well as the way the creators of the project look at the sustainability of it long term right because at the end of the day right if you have a project nine times out of ten unless you're some super unique special case you have to have money to make it to keep it going right so you know, and it's like, what are you going to do? Drop a new collection every month, every two months, every three months. Does that even make sense with whatever roadmap or utility you're talking about? You know, so it's like it's going to be interesting to see how that changes, because I feel like there's going to have to be more of um, of of kind of like, a, I guess, a, a business mindset. I don't want to say that in a very. I don't want to say that in a, in a corporate type of way, um, but just like in a focus on the financial aspects that make sense for both the holders and the project long term. Because if the only way you could potentially bring in capital is essentially right secondary sales, like every project isn't going to be a doodles. Every project isn't going to be in the Zuki. Right. So it, that just doesn't make sense. So something's got to give. So I, I, that's that's what I'm thinking about that's what i'm looking for that's what i'm paying attention to when i see a lot of these projects i'm looking for stuff like that and of course you know unfortunately there's um really not many talking about that type of stuff or at least showing it and i mean obviously if, if any of you guys know of any please uh <laughs> scream at me and tell me about them i think it's easy to get spread too thin um as a collector too and feel like you know chasing the dragon if you will and trying to mint everything for that potential flip maybe it's a 2x you know i remember um you know back and shoot last spring i guess i was i wasn't doing it that much but when i did i was always happy like if i can 2x this if i can 3x this that would be a massive dub you know i was playing those small increments and and it's like i can't imagine trying to mint as much as some people that i know do where they're minting multiple things every single day because like to me that's not enjoyable i'd rather try to focus on projects that I really believe in 
Um, does that mean I'll never try to flip something? No, that doesn't mean that. But I think it's really, really easy to get spread entirely too thin across multiple projects financially, but also emotionally invested. And uh, and that, I think, can in turn create burnout for you. And I think burnout is something we talked about on Saturday night. And it's something that happens to, I think, everybody if you're not careful. Um, because, again, all of these things we're talking about, FOMO, you know, comparison, jealousy of people that are able to be here, there, and the other place and have these other things that you don't have, um, real life. And, well, this is real life too, but uh, your day-to-day job and family intertwined with NFTs that are going a million miles an hour, all of that combined into one thing and getting spread out too thin, Discord management, all of this, uh, it is really easy to burn out. So easy to burn out. And we're talking like we haven't been here that long and people are talking about burnout. Like we want this to be... At least I do, and I think all of us here do. I want this to be long term. I want this to be something that we're continuing to, you know, find better use case. Like Brian was talking about, better utility. Um, you know, what what does that mean? What does that word really mean? How can we impact the world in a good way? Because um, there are so many things that haven't even been even tried in the NFT space with that utility, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. And so, like to me. I'm trying to figure out where to focus my energy and I can't wait for some of these additional tools and our facelift of the website, which is happening over the next three weeks of Windrop. I'm like extremely excited because, um, gosh, only in about six weeks I'm off for summer and, um, I'm looking forward to that because it means that I can, I can really throw even more energy and time in, you know, day to day energy into one drop, creating content, working with contributors, having spaces in the morning over coffee, um, answering questions, creating awesome content and uh, helping with, you know, build our own tools. So I'm looking forward to it, but I think it is again, just uh, be careful. Don't be afraid to step away. Don't be afraid to unplug. Don't be afraid to go for a walk without your phone. You know, you don't always have to have your phone plugged in all the time. Um, you don't have to be staring at Discord. You don't have to be staring or listening to a Twitter space at all times. Um, it's good to touch grass, as we joke about, but it really is good to get outside, enjoy your family without the phone. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, that's why just a few months ago, I, I kind of got into the mindset where I, you know, left a, a bunch of discords and kind of, you know, especially with the saturation and how many new projects have been dropping every single day since like the end of October. It's you know, I, I just got into some projects that I believe in and, you know, that I believed in the team and I really enjoyed the community and I focused on that. And it's really, it definitely lifted a weight off my shoulders, but I also, you know, having patience in the space and giving teams, you know, um, a chance to accomplish the things they want to accomplish and, you know, their vision as well. I think that's huge as well because, like Phil said, um, you know, 2X, 3X flips, like, and minting all the time, you know, that was, that's not really my bag either. Um, you know, I buy some assets in a project and I kind of put those assets on a shelf and then I just become active in the community and, you know, give the team time to develop their vision. That's, that's kind of where I'm at in the, in this space. Yeah, I really, <clears throat> I really agree with that, too. Um, yeah, for me, putting down the phone and stepping away from Twitter and stepping away from Discord is literally an intentional thing because you have to, right? You can't, like, like Phil was saying, like, you can burn out so quickly by 
you know, taking that 24-7 approach to spaces. And, I mean, that's the thing, right? That's the other thing that can make it hard. There are a lot of actually really dope, amazing, talented people, and it's almost like you can get a high off of that, right? It's like, oh, I always want to be talking to somebody, right? And these people are all scattered across the world. So you literally have all of these dope people that are pretty much online 24-7 from a time perspective because everybody's over the world. But at the end of the day, right, you, you still have to sleep. You still have to eat. You still have to do regular things, you know, and whether that's taking a walk to a park, uh, watching, you know, a show on Netflix, something, but step away just to allow yourself to breathe. Um, and, you know, it can be a harder thing if it's something you truly enjoy, um, because, uh, again, it becomes just almost kind of like this lightweight addiction. But again, you know, it's all about balancing anything you do. So I always make an intentional to make sure I step away, you know, don't be on spaces, get off Discord, you know, get off Twitter because, yeah, it can get overwhelming at about 2.5 seconds <laughs> if you let it in. I've seen people. I've seen people do <clears throat> the complete crash and burnout. I've seen relationship ends. I've seen, you know, there be serious strains in IRL type stuff because people are just so stuck in the digital. So it's just like, you know, Speaking on that balance thing, that for me is definitely of utmost importance, especially if you're uh, somebody who has a business or has a project that's in the NFT or just Web3 space, period. Like, it's even more imperative. You definitely don't want to burn out because not only, you know, do you not want to burn out for yourself, but you don't want to burn out because you have, you know, essentially a business to run that essentially a lot of people could be looking at for X, Y, or Z. So, you know, it's like do yourself and everybody else a favor and, uh, you know, definitely step away and take a break. Well, I think that, you know, this is kind of a, I think a perfect spot to kind of put our bow on this talk on this Wednesday. Um, we try to keep these to an hour long for these exact reasons. We don't want to just have the space that goes on for 12 hours. I think those are kind of whack too, because um, I'm trying not to be hateful now, but like sometimes you go in and there's like literal no conversation happening. Like there, it, there's people talking, but there's like, it's pointless conversation. There's no actual like thoughts being had. And so we do not want to have that 15 hour space where like three of us are sleeping and the other two are trying to just like hold the reins. And then we just start talking about macaroni or something that's completely off, off the track. So again, I want to say thank you to don't feed and mare for being awesome host. I want to thank Garth, Brian and our boy crypto um, for coming up and talking a bit. I see a bunch of other friends in the audience. Just a quick reminder. This is recorded, which is awesome because we've got nerdy Papa, nerdy Kenny doing us a massive solid and, and helping us uh, burn this down into a podcast format so that we can play it back as well. So if you haven't checked out our Twitter, you should. If you haven't checked out the Discord, come say hi. Um, we are going to really be pushing that over the next three weeks or so. So, again, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you for swinging by, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, real quick, Phil. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you guys want, I on the NFT and Chill podcast, I had Phil on this week. I pinned it at the top. Um, if you want to hear about his journey, the early days of uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, and what's going on with Wendrop, it's a great conversation. Check it out, and we'll be back. You should definitely check it out. Yeah, it's, it's a good check one. It out. I listened back to it today. It's high quality, and thanks again to Ty uh, for having that. And, and check out his podcast. He's had awesome, other awesome people on, but I think this was a great conversation. I think uh, I think everybody would enjoy it, so definitely check it out. For sure. Graveyard Shift Saturday.
Yes, sir. We'll see you at the Graveyard Shift, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard, every Saturday night. Until then, have a safe rest of the week. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. Now do yourself a favor, hit that like and subscribe button below. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Wendrop.io and jump in our Discord and say, hey, you won't regret it. Peace.